What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Monique Duell, and welcome to a very special tribute episode of Having a Moment with Moni. Ah, today is hard. Um, today is the one-year anniversary of my grandmother's passing. It is 3.53 a.m. on January 19th, 2022. And I I don't have words. I dedicate this episode in memory of her because she was just everything. She was loving. She was gentle. She was strong in her faith. She loved the Lord. And I'm the woman I am today because of her. My grandmother's name was Inez, and for as long as I can remember, she was there for every major event and milestone in my life. And um, going through some of her things after her passing, when I say mama kept everything, she kept everything. I never felt like a grandchild if there's such a thing. She had eight of her own children. And I was just one, I was number nine. I call myself the knife wonder um, because, and I've said this plenty of times before, because she decided to raise me. She already had eight of her own. For her to say, yes, give me my grandbaby, and this is my father's mother. What a blessing it was to grow up with my aunts and uncles. Like I was the baby sister and then turn around to be the go-to person in the family to, you know, be the big sister, even though by age I'm not. Some of my fondest memories of my grandmother was collecting cans on Saturday mornings with her. We used to live on 18th Street by the old Safeway that used to be there. We lived in the apartments right behind the Safeway. And we would get up, my cousin and I, early on Saturday mornings, skipping around, rain or shine, going to collect cans with her. My cousin and I arguing over who's going to crush the cans, who's going to wash the cans out. I mean, you know, memories are great. But some memories just don't do justice for a phenomenal woman such as my grandmother. We called her mom. I called her mom. Um, And we were so very close. And um, she trusted me with her life. And thinking about it now, you know, having to miss her and talk about her in the past, It's so painful, y'all. I know we're not going to live forever. Don't get me wrong. I know that all of us have to see death one day. And um, no matter how many years has gone by, because my mother has been gone for about 13 years now, your heart still aches like it just happened yesterday. And on this day a year ago, we were preparing to have a video visit with her at 3.30. She was in a rehab center, and 
back then COVID cases were high, so we were not allowed to see her physically. We couldn't even stand outside the facility. We kept begging them to give her a room with a window so she could see us. But since they didn't, we had to make do with what we had. And I, I can remember the last call, video call we had with her. We sang to her. We prayed, you know, told her about all her favorite things. And she would just look at us and or she would doze off and go to sleep. My grandmother had a twinkle in her eye. And I call that the light of God in her eyes. She had the most beautiful twinkle in her eyes. And the last time we had the video chat, the twinkle was gone. Her eyes were dark. As the Bible say, her eyes was dim. So I knew it wouldn't be long, but I didn't expect her to pass that soon after that. Um... We went on about our day, you know, waiting in anticipation for 3.30 to come so that we could have the video chat with her. And by 3.30, she was gone. I think about an hour or so before that, if I'm not mistaken, they um, rushed her to the hospital and said, you know, her oxygen was low or something to that effect. I don't really remember. And I remember I was I was with my best friend at McDonald's and we were in Crofton. And when they called me and said that she had been rushed to the hospital because, you know, she wasn't breathing properly. Guys, I had the most indescribable feeling in the pit of my stomach and in my spirit. I was getting ready to eat my food, and I told my best friend what happened, and I sat there in quiet. And all I could say out of my mouth as I thought about it, I said to myself, Mom, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's okay. I know you're tired. It's okay to let go. And I said, I love you, and I'm going to miss you. And that was it. I went on about it, about my day. I was heading home. And by the time I got home, I think I made it to the table to sit down. And my aunt called screaming, saying, Mommy's gone, Mommy's gone, my mama's gone. And we literally, my son and I, we rushed out to go get her from where she was and to get to mommy's house and her not be there realized that she was never coming back. I I didn't, it was no words for that. Everything y'all, everything that I've ever done in my life, in my childhood, in my adulthood. I mean, she's been there for everything. Everything. And it pained me that we could not be there physically with her when she was at the rehab. But the most beautiful thing, y'all, 
the most beautiful thing about this whole situation. When we were finally allowed to go pick up her things from the rehab, we were going through her her belongings and she had a favorite shirt that she liked to wear that had pockets in it. And Jeremiah was her baby, y'all. Jeremiah was her baby. She would eat pancakes with him at Denny's on several occasions. That was his thing to do with her. And every Sunday when they would go to church or when we would go pick her up to take her somewhere, she always had a little Debbie's honey bun in her pocketbook. And as we were going through her things, in her shirt pocket, in her shirt pocket was a little Debbie's honey bun. Even though she could not speak to us, maybe as she wanted to in her last moments. She wanted Jeremiah to know that she still loved him and that she was thinking about him. She spent days and hours fasting and praying for him, for his body, for his cognitive levels. She fasted and prayed for days and hours for us as her children and grandchildren. Everybody loved her. She was everybody's mom. And we had to share her. And of course, I didn't like that because I'm like, that's my grandmother, not yours. But her heart was so big and so full. Even her sister said she was always maternal and loving that way. Ever since she could remember, my grandmother was always loving on somebody and and being maternal and always giving and she was like that my grandmother would catch buses to go to church in the cold at night in the winter to go to bible study she would make banana pudding for the church and the pastor and things like that she she planted a garden in front of the church to beautify the church so that it could look like it had some life left in it. My grandmother did a lot that people don't know about. She was an usher, a beautiful usher. She was always involved in something where she was helping people. She had a servant's heart. And thinking about it now, All of those talks that we had, all of the things that I went through that I didn't understand. She was always there to minister a word to me or just uh, hold me and let me cry it out. When I went through my divorce, she was there. She consoled me and comforted me. When I had my children, she was there. She was at the hospital. I mean, at every turn. When I finished um, college and got my associate's degree, that probably is the only time she was not physically there because she was at the age where she could not walk that far anymore. And that was too much walking for her. But I called her on FaceTime and she was right there 
and I got to see her with my cap and gown on and all of that sort of thing. When my degree came in the mail, I rushed right over there so she could see it. I mean, everything I've done when I published my books, she she was right there. She she's always been my biggest cheerleader. And now to have to do life without her is hard. It's hard. With someone you love that you've spent most of your life with is no longer here. You almost feel like you're abandoned. Like you're out here alone. I know I'm not alone. I have children, so I'm not alone. I have family members. I'm not alone. My father is still alive. I'm not alone. But my heart is so broken. I love her dearly and I miss her terribly. I just I just want to make it through this day. And I know that my aunts and my uncles probably feel the same way. I'm sure that they do. I just I just want to make it through today. I know that we can't change what's happened. I know that she had a full life. She was 87. But, you know, for over 40 something years of memories for myself. I have over 40 something years of memories with her. But it still feels empty without her. And so I dedicate this episode to the memory of my grandmother, Inez Crank. I love you. I wish you were here. There's so many wonderful things happening, and I know, I know you would be beaming with pride right now. I know that your voice would have been the first voice I would have heard after I published my children's book, after I went and did my first TV um, book fair and all of those things that I've done so far, you would have been right there. I I just, I don't know where to go from here without you, but I know I can hear you in my head saying, God is God. Trust God. Let God comfort you. I told you I wouldn't be here with you always. I know that she's, she would be saying, I love you and I'm okay. I'm resting in the arms of Jesus and I'm waiting for your time to come. And so I long for the day now where I'll be reunited with her. Not that I want to die right now because I don't. So y'all don't get scared or nothing. But I'm just saying that day where I won't have to cry anymore, suffer anymore with missing her. And I pray that God allows me to live to 90 years old, which is three more years than what she lived. I want to live a nice, long age, healthy and strong in my right mind. I appreciate her for her sacrifice. For her sacrifice. She didn't have to raise me too. She didn't have to care. She spent days and nights at Children's Hospital with me. 
because I had to have surgery, more than one actually, on my left eye, which never was fully uh, repaired, if you will. She spent days at Charles Young and Elliott Junior High School and Forestville High School and Spigal High School making sure that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. She was at the awards banquets and, and, and the school events that I used to be in. She was everything. I mean, <laughs> she didn't miss a beat, y'all. And I don't know how she did all that with me plus eight. She didn't miss a beat. And when I say she kept all of my stuff, I found report cards from elementary school. Report cards from junior high school. Uh, reports and essays that I got A pluses on. And one of them I wrote about her because they asked me to write about someone black who influenced my life. And I wrote about her. I found a poem that I wrote for her over 15 years ago that won me an award. And so she had baby pictures and certificates and little drawings that <laughs> that I drew uh, from elementary school. I mean, that's how much she loved us, y'all. That's, that's how much my grandmother loved me, that she took the time to be so detailed and so evolved in my life. I mean, some of the weirdest things that even I had forgotten about until I saw it. It was like, oh, man, you still had this? And it made me laugh and cry at the same time. And so now um, I have memories of her all over my house. I have keepsakes of hers that I'll cherish, cherish forever. I'll cherish all of the memories, all the pictures. You know, it, it was so weird for the holidays, y'all. She was, we didn't even eat dinner until she would get here for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it was, it was, we pulled through, but it wasn't the same. We pulled through, but she was definitely noticeably missed. And um, y'all pray for me because I have not been to the cemetery since we laid her to rest. I've seen the headstone. I've seen the pictures and the videos that um, the cemetery sent me and pictures from my family when they go put flowers and things down. I literally have not gone. And I don't know if it's because it's going to hurt me too much or I don't know what my reaction is going to be. I know she's gone. I was there. Um I just I just haven't brought myself to it. And I appreciate my aunts and my uncles for trusting me to make sure all of her funeral arrangements were made, that the obituary was 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 done. And uh, all of that stuff, orchestrating everything, I got to pick out her her beautiful outfit and 
her jewelry and stuff, all of those things. I used to say when I was a little girl that I always wanted to take care of my grandmother. And they allowed me to do that for the last time. And I'm grateful for it. It was my honor to do that. After all that she sacrificed for me, it wasn't even a question. It wasn't. I'd do it all over again. And so, um, somewhere in heaven is my grandmother. She's enjoying her mansion and all of those things. And she's, she's, you know, she's having the time of her life. I'm pretty sure. I just wish that I could hear her voice or I could talk to her. I wish she was still here, period. Let me just say that. Me hearing her voice or talking to her would only add to my sorrow because I know that she would leave again. I wish she was still here with me. And so, yeah, um, that's it, y'all. Um, for those who have lost loved ones already, I speak strength to you. The Bible says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So I take great comfort in the word that says that I'll see her again. Doesn't mean it don't hurt. We not go over spiritualize it. It ain't necessary. We're human. Death hurts because we're missing someone that we love. We don't have direct access to anymore. So we so, you know, please, y'all, for those who don't know how to deal with grief, if you can't say something nice, just be there. And listen, you don't tell anybody how to grieve or get over it because you don't know how they're feeling. You don't know the level of closeness or relationship that someone has. Give somebody the same grace you would want if you were grieving. The first few years is always hard. Year one, it feels like ground zero. It feels like we just got the call all over again. And so um, pray for our family. I know today is probably going to be a weird, somber day. I don't know. I'm not God. I say today is going to be a beautiful day. No matter what happens, we will remember her and swap stories and share memories. I'll be pretty busy today, so I'll be thinking about it in spurts because I have business to take care of today. And I should be asleep, but I couldn't sleep. My heart just aches for the absence of one of the greatest people that God has ever given me in my entire life. My favorite person in the whole wide world. One of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She was definitely a grandmother. A grand dot dot dot. 
mother. She wasn't just a grandmother. She was a grandmother. And I will be eternally grateful for the life and the legacy that she left with us. Oh, y'all. My grandmother was so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And she could cook her face off, too. Baby, her liver and gravy and onions, child, please. Her banana pudding that she taught us how to make from scratch. We don't do no jello box over here. Okay. Child, that banana pudding, huh? Made your toes curl. Oh, man. I tell you, life is so fleeting, y'all. So appreciate the people that God has given you. Make amends. I can't I can't stress this enough. Make amends. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person and apologize and ask for forgiveness. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, just do it. Life is too short to be walking around with anger at arts because once they're dead and gone, that's it. You can't tell them nothing. It's not going to matter. You don't want to live in regret. And guilt, because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So hold on to your loved ones a little tighter. Call somebody. Tell them you love them. Tell them you appreciate them. Tell them that you're grateful that they're a part of your life and that God has blessed you with their presence. That their presence in your life is a gift. Yeah, do that. Do that. <sighs> Boy, this is hard, y'all. I'm serious. But we gonna make it. We gonna make it. With Jesus on our side, we gonna make it. I love y'all. Thank y'all for joining and listening to this very raw <laughs> episode of having a moment with Moni. And we still gonna pray. Tears and all, we still gonna pray. Grandma, I love you. I miss you. Thank you for everything, 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 everything. For the woman that I am today, thank you for taking me to church, for pouring into my life, making sure that I was saved and I knew who God was. Thank you for speaking life and for prophesying to me years ago those things that are starting to manifest and have manifested. Thank you. For the years you let me cry on your shoulder, lay in your bed, and help me raise my children, and got me through some of the darkest times of my life. Thank you. Oh, let us pray, y'all. Thank you, Heavenly Father. It's with heavy hearts that we say thank you, God. You said, in all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. Thank you, Lord, for Grandma. Thank you for her life and for the legacy of the legacy of holiness that she left, the legacy of intercession that she left, the legacy of love that she left, the prayers that she gave up to you, Father, on our behalf. The seed she sowed. Thank you, Lord God, for the most beautiful, for one of the most beautiful gifts you could have ever given us, God. <sighs> 
You knew exactly what I needed when I was a baby, God. You knew what I stood in need of, and that was a mother. And I thank you that you thought it not robbery to allow her to be that, for giving her the strength and the courage through all the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, because I wasn't an easy child back then, Lord. It was hard for me, God, to accept her love in the beginning, Father. But love wins. You never allow her to give up on me, and she kept loving me and loving me. Yes, Lord, thank you for your love, Father, through this great woman of God that is now resting in your bosom. And for everyone who is under the sound of my voice, God, who has lost loved ones, oh God, I pray that you be the comforter, Lord God. You say, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You gave us a promise even in the midst of our tears and our broken hearts. And I thank you, Lord God, and I praise you for keeping our family together strong. For keeping us together. Just like Papa would have wanted. Thank you, Jesus. I give you glory and I give you honor. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Thank you for joining this dedicating episode to my late grandmother miss Inez Craig until next time be blessed <laughs>